Hello everybody and welcome to episode 8 of season 3 of the Queers at Play podcast. I'm your host today, Graham, and as always joined by Mark. Hi. And Ruben. Hello. Hello everyone. Uh, So today we're doing a little bit something different. Um, We're going to talk about the standard news. It's been a relatively quiet couple of weeks. Like Mark was sitting writing the podcast, eh, the, eh, the notes for the podcast, and there's not really been all that much happen in the last couple of weeks. But we've got a decent amount to chat about um, within the next 20 25 minutes because it's currently 20 to 9, and we're going to do a live reaction of the Mario movie trailer. And I don't know. I think this is a period of time that just feels bizarre. It's going to be like before Mario and after Mario. The internet's just going to go crazy in about half an hour, I think, no matter what happens. Um, So, so yeah, yeah, my my thoughts on this is that Nintendo was so badly burned by the Super Mario Brothers movie of the 90s that that (laughs) I can't imagine that Miyamoto would let anything out the door that didn't like 100% meet his very high standards i know see if it wasn't for the chris pratt thing i think everybody would be totally like yeah this is going to be cool and looking forward to it but the chris pratt thing has just made everyone go what the fuck (laughs) and we don't really understand how it's going to work yeah Yeah. i mean that's my i mean that's my thought i mean i it's not as if i'm not looking forward to it it's just chris pratt's involvement i'm a bit like oh did you have to yeah because nobody knows what's going to happen because i think the casting of everyone else is actually pretty good um Mm. but we just have no concept of what's actually going to happen why chris pratt's going to be mario at least it's not i mean well well let's not let's not count our chickens here james corden could turn up as something a fucking firstly let's not curse it and secondly i don't believe that there's a gay character to poorly act in the mario universe (laughs) so corden's probably not going to get a call good i swear to god if he's in it i'm not even watching it that's a lie james corden has become a kind of villain on this podcast over this season (laughs) james corden and jeff (laughs) keely two of them (laughs) No, Keeley's Keely's been a villain for a while. Corden has been this series specifically. <laughs> and even more so if it turns out he's in this fucking movie. Oh, could you fucking imagine? Oh my God. I would hate it. I would absolutely hate it. But we'll get, we'll get to that. Um, so we'll go through some of the news from the last couple of weeks. As I said, it's been fairly light. There's been a, a few wee things here and there. Um, The first of which, probably starting with the most recent thing, because it'll be fresh in our minds. I don't know if you guys actually watched it or not, um, but a new Pokemon Scarlet and Violet trailer came out today. I did watch it, it, yes. I mean, it was a good 15 minutes in length. That was pretty much like a Pokemon Direct. It was. Yeah, it was. Um, Straight out the gate, I'm so happy, because one of my favourite Pokemon now has an evolution. Like, the the giraffe evolution is just fucking awesome. I adore it. I I love it. I actually I really love it as well. It's just perfect, isn't it? I still can't I still can't say it. Every time I read it, I have to like slowly try and say it. For yeah, off the top of my head, I can't remember what it is because it's it Ferragiraf, isn't it? Ferragiraf, Ferrag- yeah. Ferragiraf, yeah. yeah. Which is again is pretty clever. It's still the same palindrome as with Giraffarig, but they're totally knock- knocking it out of the park with these designs. Like every new one that comes out is just awesome. 
Yeah, and they're doing such, and they're only doing little. I I like the fact that with Scarlet Violet, they're only releasing a little bit of information oh, at a totally. time. Yeah, we've totally got have they have they announced how many new Pokemon there are and how many returning Pokemon? Have they even released uh, like announced numbers? No, they never no. do, and I'm and I'm glad that they don't because I don't want to be. Because Spo- even that to me is a spoiler. If it came out, oh, there's seventy new Pokemon. I I wouldn't want to know. I prefer just going through the game and finding out. I hope there's more than seventy because I want I want us to get to that a thousands number. If they reach a thousands, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, it feels like if they Pokemon. were going to do it. Sorry, Ruben. Yeah, make the name in all the Pokemon really difficult. Not that it isn't already, but. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm I'm liking that it's little small things as well. Because as soon as I clicked that video today and I seen that it was 15 minutes, I was like, oh, they're just going to announce so many brand new Pokemon. And I just don't want to see them yet. I just want to play the game and discover them myself. But a 15 minute video with only one new one, more than happy with that. Um, but but there, they didn't. Really... There were there were apparently like little teasers of other ones that appeared in a like a radio oh yeah that's sessions. right yeah so but they haven't really announced more... what they are yep. There was like a little mouse and a little bird, and it looked like a Mario mushroom of some description. So I'm I'm sure we'll see those at some points. But the the trailer didn't reveal too much new stuff, to be honest. It was very like an overview of Come. stuff that we kind of knew about already. Yeah, the three story paths, the the raids, the tetris. tetris I'll still never be able tet- to say whatever the hell it tetris, is. Tetris, tetrisizing, <laughs> tetrisizing. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, so it was a lot of recaps and uh, like looks at various bits of the game. But yeah, I'm I'm tentatively looking forward to it. Yeah. Yep. Same. I mean, two things. Firstly, selfies. Yes, please. Oh, um, that bit was really pretty. I really like that actually. I I I. It's I've not generally been a fan of kind of like photo modes in games, but like. Mm. Disney Dreamlight Valley has made me really fucking love photo modes in games, especially selfie modes. So I'm happy about that. And Pokemon Company, just tell me what fucking version Growlithe is in. That's all I want to know. I will buy whichever one has it. Do, just do, we, tell me. do we know that he's in one of the versions? Yeah, yeah he was in the trailer. Oh, yeah. okay. He's been in a trailer. I see. Maybe he's just in both. If he's in both, fine. But I'm sure I've seen somebody say that he was confirmed to be in both. Well, actually, surely not, because there's no confirmation of anything yet in terms of who's in what. But, mm. but yeah. But yeah, just we'll t- just out. tell me. I'll I'll I'll, I'll buy whichever one. Just just tell me. I'll give also, you. Also, I do I regardless. do love I do love sandwiches. Especially sandwiches made of lechonk. Mm-hmm. Le which seems sandwich. to be which seems to be the case. <laughs> <laughs> like slicing up ham, and everyone's like. No, Lechonk. Poor Lechonk. <laughs> Big Lechonk sandwich. Well, yeah. Not so... long for us, David. See, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it was a decent wee trailer. Um, but with, I mean, Ruben's kind of just touched on something to talk about as to what's come out, because it's a very Ruben story about Disney Dreamlight Valley. Um, so they've added a new little feature, which well, I'm they, sure you'll they, be happy they... about, Ruben. I... It seems that every game I play at the moment is adding petting as animals, <laughs> and it's we all like a bit of petting. Like in... No, no, none of that. Um, it's not, not that just, kind of I... podcast. 
<laughs> I'm in I'm in just the golden era of gaming for me. What being <clears> a, like Fortnite allows me to pet the walls now and Dreamlights allowing me to pet things now. Like yeah, just 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 keep on going. They just please. need an update to Resident Evil 2 so that you can pet Mr. X. Yeah. Just just re- 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 rehabilitate him. Just, just petting in every head. game. If your game has got yeah. animals and you can't pet them, then Yeah. Just make it happen. I mean also um uh, Disney Dreamlight has Scar coming soon as well. So that's a, a new character being added, which is kind of fun. And are you still really liking it? I, I've been playing. I, I played it for two hours today. <laughs> wow. A productive yes. afternoon was had. Uh, no, it wasn't. All I did was collect different types of wood to make a shop for... Um... Fuck, what's his name? From Frozen... Yes, the 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 guy oh, with man. the reindeer. I can't I can't remember oh. the guy with the reindeer. I've forgotten his name. That's. I mean, if bad. collecting wood to make a shop isn't productive, Reuben, I don't know what is. I mean, okay, yeah, I see your point. Oh no, I I, I did. Um, I enhanced my watering can. <laughs> <laughs> what does it carry more water? Does it leak less? Like, what does an enhanced watering can do? It means I can remove. There was there was these kind of big purple mushrooms that were blocking my way, and now I can watering can them and they disappear. Quiz at play, bringing you the hard hitting news. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> That's what people tune in for. <laughs> what can Ruben do with his watering can? Well, good. I'm pleased for you and your petting and watering cans. That's good news. <laughs> it's, so yeah, alongside that, um, we've got some Steam Deck news, which is very appropriate to Mark right now. Uh, yeah, so uh, Valve shortly, in fact, before we started recording, announced that the Steam Deck was now available to purchase without a reservation. So I might have purchased one without a reservation. Yes. So you know, join the team. I'm joining. I'm joining Graham in the Steam Deck ownership club, and very looking forward to it. Just um, like we were briefly chatting before we started recording, before you joined Ruben, about how as much as I love the Steam Deck, I'm just wondering if, because Mark is way more PC literate than I am, um, I'm wondering if he's going to be as frustrated with a lot of this as I am, because I just, I can't work. I, I am a big fan of like just tinkering around with computers though, so like well, those kinds of annoyances probably won't annoy me in the same way. Hmm. If you're expect, you know, if you go into it, I think expecting a console-like level of simplicity, then yes, you're going to be really fucking annoyed by it. But I'm going into it with my eyes reasonably open as to what I can expect. So, just expect to get incredibly irritated by the on-screen keyboard. That's all I'll say. <laughs> Majorly so. Are you? Would if you ever get one it. at all, Ruben? Uh, I won't be. Um, every game I play portable, I play on the Switch or the 3DS. Like, unless what the steam what the Steam Deck would need is there to be a fucking incredible JRPG that I can only play on PC, and I'll be like, right, <coughs> fine, I'll just get mm. a fucking Steam Deck. Um, there needs to there needs to be some sort of killer app for me to want to play PC Mark, games. Mark just goes off and Google's PC exclusive JRPG. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, no, where you, where you play as a cute doggo. 
No, don't. I've got enough going on with games right now, and I've not even started Triangle Strategy yet. I need I need time to get through these fucking things. And this is okay, potentially... I a won't. Big... On you go, Max. No, that's right. I was going to say, I won't Google that then. I won't, I won't ruin your life, Ruben. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Don't add more to the backlog because the next few months are probably going to add more themselves anyway. Yes, they are. Definitely. Um, so what else has been happening in the last couple of weeks? We've had a lot of stuff from CG Project Red, um, who, like, obviously Cyberpunk was a disaster of a launch. and that I mean, it seems to be doing really well now. Um, but it seems to have recovered. Apparently, the most played yeah. game on Steam Deck now, and it, they've yeah. made twenty million sales. So yeah. they've turned done, it around somehow. They, they sure have, and they seem to now be spreading themselves like far and wide with a bunch of new announcements. What, what was it all? There was like a, a new, there was a new cyberpunk game. Was that a, yeah. I so apparently, know. my understanding is that there's a cyberpunk sequel. There is a new trilogy of Witcher games coming, plus a new standalone Witcher game, plus a new game new set an entirely new franchise. Yeah. I mean, that's a huge amount to announce for, for like a studio that typically work on one massive thing for years and years. So having a, having a quick read, at least two of those games are uh, being developed by other studios in partnership with CD Projekt Red. And obviously the trilogy, the Witcher trilogy, they're only going to develop one of those at a time. So they're not going to be like all in development at the same time. So yeah. My concern is though, my concern here is that CD Projekt Red are quite well known at this point for crunch. Yep. Like what are they going to do to be able to achieve all this? Hmm. So... Yeah, that's my concern at this point. They've announced a lot of projects, and as Graham has already said, they're known for working on one big thing at a time. Even with outsourcing a couple of projects, there's still, like, more than one project there. And they're known for crunch when they've got one project on. So that's mm-hmm. a concern for me. The yeah. other... The other bit of news I think that came with this is that all of their future developments... And this might solve some of their problems, <laughs> I don't know, is that they're going to be using uh, Unreal Engine 5 rather than their own internally developed engine. Now, Which, I have given no concept the problems, whether that's good or bad. Uh, well, I guess from a development perspective, it means that they focus on actually making the game rather than trying to create an engine, which clearly seems to be where a lot of the problems with uh, Cyberpunk came from. Hmm. But, you know, who knows? Mm. And who knows who when knows? any of them are ever even going to come as well? Like, Cyberpunk's only just released, really. Or only just got yeah. into a state where it's working. And there's quite a good. large, I believe there's quite a large uh, forthcoming DLC for it as well. So I reckon you, yeah. I reckon it's probably a good two or three years out before the first one of these games sees, sees release. Oh, definitely. I, so I wonder probably if it'll before be... the next Elder Scrolls. Yeah, I think so. I think talking, <laughs> you're you're talking years and years. Um, for for all of these games to be announced, I think you're looking at within the next ten years or something. It's going to take a long time to see them. Um, but another one that's kind of taken a long time is Beyond Good and Evil Two, 
and which apparently has overtaken Duke Nukem forever as the longest game in development ever. Which I didn't that's, think... It, that's, I don't remember when it was imp- announced. That's an impressive uh, record because Duke Nukem forever was in development for like ten, nine or ten years, I think. So, yeah, it's been quite a while since Beyond Good and Evil 2 was originally announced and obviously it's it must have had its development scrapped and restarted numerous times. I mean, what have we seen? We've seen one trailer, right? One CGI trailer about five years yeah. ago. That's it. Yeah. That's absolutely it. Um, and well, also, you... full full clarity, Ubisoft house sex pests and knowingly protect them, just so, just so we're clear on that. Um, I must admit, the trailer did look interesting, but it looked like far too far removed from what made Beyond Good and Evil enjoyable back when I played it years and years and years ago. It looked like a very different game, didn't it? Entirely. Mm. But, I mean, apparently it's still on track. I think that there was some music... <laughs> what, does that even mean? what does that even mean for a game that's been Who developed knows? for 12 years? <laughs> some, somebody's been drawing a character somewhere, and that's it considered <laughs> to be still on track. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. We'll see if anything comes out of that. Um, we've had a couple of other little bits and pieces in terms of uh, new games, Dead Space, um, Horizon, potentially. Um, so there's, and I think that's just, they're both probably going to raise the same kind of eyebrows about price uh, because we've been told that the Dead Space remake is going to be £70, which is pretty standard for every PS5 game, I'm thinking, but it seems to be like... A... Yeah, I don't know why people are so put out by the idea of this because this isn't like... this is £70 seems to be pretty standard for new PS5 yeah games i think people just can't I, grasp the concept of a remake being yeah. full price and that seems to because this, this isn't this isn't a remaster or an upscale or a port this is the entire game rebuilt from scratch yeah it it's it, it never ceases to amaze me how short the memory of the gaming community is because like in 2001 wasn't it or 2002 when resident evil remake came out um, on the GameCube, and that was released as a full price game, and people lost their shit then as well. Um, yeah. And no more than like it was like two years ago, wasn't it? That the PlayStation Five came out, um, yeah, was, and that was two years ago next month. Yeah, fucking Christ. Um, but that was released with Demon Souls, which was a full ground up remake of Demon Souls, and that was sold at full price, and people yeah. lost their shit then. It's just like the. Remaking that... just because it's a remake, it still takes the same amount of time, almost the same development effort. Mm-hmm. It's not... and if you know, there's a different argument as to whether or not games should cost seventy pounds. Yeah, potentially, but at the same time, development costs have ballooned. Everything is more expensive. It's not a surprise, and, and game costs haven't really changed in like twenty years. So mm-hmm. something had to give eventually. Yeah, I think there's definitely there's definitely reason for a remake like that, a ground-up remake to be £70, and I think that's absolutely fine. Um, I think you do have these other stories. There's there's the rumours that have been kicking about about a Horizon Zero Dawn remake coming out. Um, well, remaster or whatever it might end up being if it's real. Um, but I think it, if something like that ends up being £70, I think that that's maybe a fair complaint for a game that's only five years old and available already on that console to be that price. But 
think that's maybe a fair one, but I think something like Dead Space, that's a ground up. That's totally fair to be £70. And honestly, with the Horizon one as well, I can't see what they could do to Zero Dawn that would make it a better gaming experience on PS5. No. I mean, it's a... I mean, I, my, my guess is it will be like they did with Ghost of Tsushima. It will be a director's cut version uh, with some of the niceties and the new effects from Horizon 2 and maybe a bit of extra content. And I hope it would be the same as Ghost of Tsushima director's cut, like a £10 upgrade for people that already own it. I wonder mm. if it will come I... with the Frozen Wilds DLC as well. Probably, yeah, I would have thought that so. Might, that might justify it. I did see another, there was another fair comment I did see kicking about in that it's, um, a potential remake might have a lot more accessibility improvements. So Yeah, we, that was we one could, of the we big could, that... Yeah, we could knock it down because it feels completely unnecessary, but I guess in that aspect, then that it's maybe a good thing for people that couldn't necessarily play Horizon. The, the other thing it's probably worth pointing out is that Horizon is also available already for PlayStation. So if you don't want to pay for the director's cut, just buy the version you can already buy. Nobody's taking that away from you. Yeah. And yeah, probably and, and that's about 15. <laughs> it's like 15 quid or something right now. Yeah, yeah. super cheap as well. Yep, definitely. So, yeah, there, there's good and bad parts. Um, speaking of bad parts, I don't know much about this story at all. Um, so you guys will probably have to jump in. A plasmophobia devs accused of housing sex pest mod on Discord server. Yeah. Yeah, so this um, was a story that came out about a week ago. Um, I mean, it's basically not a lot more than that headline, really. <laughs> Apparently, there were, there was... It came up on Twitter, I think. Somebody uh, started posting like DMs between... Uh, a user of the Phasmophobia Discord server and a particular mod on that server that was sending them sexually inappropriate comments. Um, apparently that this was known about. Complaints were made. Um, and since then, this person has been removed from the Discord server, but it almost certainly shouldn't have got to that stage. Yep, mm, it was just a like kind it. of buckling under pressure as opposed to actually doing the morally correct thing. Yeah, yeah, yep. Well, along those lines, it's, it seems as well that <laughs> guess who's done something cunty in the last couple of days? Activision Blizzard. Ooh. We don't even know what it is. We're not going to probably talk about <laughs> it. We just know that it's what happened. I love is that we... our notes just say Activision Blizzard did something cunty. We haven't even bothered just... to reference what it is no. that they did. They just did something. We just thought, because we well, don't need to. No, we just need to mention it and say that they're still doing cunty things and they'll probably always do cunty things. But what's the point in even talking about it now? They're not doing anything. But hey, go out and buy their new product. That seems to be launching fantastically. <laughs> Yeah, it's having no sunkers whatsoever. Yeah, that's um, a bit of a disaster. Just yeah, I mean, it's free to play. It's got all of the predatory shit that was in it originally, anyway. In fact, I think it, I, by the sounds of things, it's like two eleven now. Um, so that's fun. 
uh, and it's having and it's just plagued with fucking issues on launch and i'm just like right it's not as if you had one game that you were nursing for the past like like 10 years or something that you could have based it off of and then kind of done that again well i think i mean i i kind of want to separate those two issues because i think the problem here is that obviously the launch of a new version has had of a free game has had a a massive influx of new players and at the same time uh it does seem like they've had numerous ddos attacks launched at them at the same time um yep i there's probably not much that they could have done to 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 fix that it's a bit like the problem that that square enix had when they launched endwalker and they were overwhelmed Mm -hmm. it happens with the launches of online service games it happens. Um, we're we're at five past. By that's not to take. A, that's not to take away from the cunty things that Activision Blizzard do, but exactly. Um, Activision Blizzard cunty. Um, oh well. Uh, right. I think we we're are at five past. We're we we've all got our window open at the Nintendo Direct. Nothing's happening yet. Um, so mine <laughs> has just played. Has it played? Yeah, mine started playing. Yeah. So Shigeru Marmoto is introducing the movie. Oh, and is apparently being broadcast at New York Comic Con. Forty years since the original Mario. God, that makes me feel old. <laughs> We notice you don't mention the Bob Hoskins movie, Miyamoto. <laughs> Even Bob Hoskins hates that. I think that. he probably, probably erased it from his memory. Eh? <laughs> oh. oh, is this Chris coming in? Oh, for a second, I thought oh. that was going to be Oh, yeah, I thought so that was going to be Chris Pratt for a second. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, it's uh, someone from Illumination Entertainment. Uh, Chris Malandre. Oh, look, he's got a, he's got a little uh, Lego he's got a little Mario mark block. block in the background there. Oh, and Mario a little mushroom super there. mushroom. Oh, and some minion stuff. No. Of course, Illumination, that's what they're doing. And, the, uh, and, and the one from, is it Sing? The gorilla. Oh, yeah, and... Um, is that Secret a, Life of Pets over there yeah, as well? Yeah, and, and a Gru statue in the background. I kind of want that Gru statue. I do feel like I relate to Gru. You have big Gru energy. I do have big Gru energy. <laughs> why is there a Why is there a Mountie hat in the background as well? Uh, that's the hat that Mario's going to wear in the film. Oh, I got it. He's going to be from Canada. Yeah. Canadian Mario. That's, that's, why, that's why Chris Pratt's doing the voice. He's doing a Canadian accent. We're not even sure if he's going to be Italian. Who knows what the hell's going to happen. I love that we haven't listened to a thing that guy said. No. no. We oh, were just critiquing his background. Here's some of the cast. I think we're going to see... Oh, oh look, there's Chris Pratt.
Did he though? Did he actually do this? I doubt. I mean, it. I don't know. Wouldn't surprise me. He does seem a bit of a nerd, to be fair. Maybe he did. We'll give him the benefit of the doubt. He's no Henry Cavill. No, that's true. He's no Henry Cavill. <laughs> He's the super nerd. Can you imagine if Henry Cavill was voicing Mario? I think we would have that. Yeah, I think we would approve. This is going to be weird to listen back to the podcast as we're just sitting in silence yeah. watching Chris Pratt talk about Mario. <laughs> I mean, what's going on with his weird Zoom background? I think no way. What is he hiding? <laughs> oh, this casting, however, Jack Blackers. Jack I am so happy about that casting. And I believe when Jack Black says that he plays games, you believe him. Absolutely. Yeah. You're fine he does. It's not just uh-huh. some celebrity thing. <laughs> Are we just horribly stereotyping now? <laughs> Maybe. No, it's, no, because if you... The, the way that Jack Black has always carried himself is that of a immense nerd. Oh, totally. Like again, oh, again, is that literally not stereotyping? No, like you totally. No, he had a gaming channel. If you, he had a gaming channel, and also, like, if you listen to Tenacious D, they are unbelievably nerdy about the genre of music they're in. Okay, come on, Miyamoto, let's go. Here we go. Right. Are you scared? (laughs) A little bit. A little bit. bit. The internet's never going to be the same. Oh. Okay, so we've got a meteor, some Meteors. lava attacking some kind of ice. This is oh, uh, oh, Hi, it's the opening to Mario Galaxy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where are they? I want to hear somebody. Speak. Some kind of frozen kingdom. So they're in like World Seven or something like that. Oh, who is that? Sing it. Speak. That Bowser render looks great. <laughs> and also, they know we wanted to see that ass. Yeah. That Cooper butt. Oh, it looks really good, though. Yeah. <gasps> Cute penguins. I love them. Chuck them off the side. If they, if they, if they, if if they aren't merch of these penguins, I riot. Oh, and they're throwing stables at them. Oh, this is quite Bowser. cute. I love this. <laughs> I'm liking this so far. Yeah. This is like 10 out of 10 movie of the year so far, but we haven't so far. heard or seen Mario. We haven't heard or seen Mario, so... It's okay for Bowser to speak. Actually, doesn't sound like Jack Black, does it? No. Here we go. It's because he's an actor. Oh, he actually looks good. That leak yeah. made him look terrible, I th- but he I had no doubt good. that he would look good. <laughs> Is that Charlie Day? Yeah, I think 
So this is obviously a, a Mario lost in the Mushroom Kingdom but, situation, right? But wait, Charles Martinez voice on fine. Oh no! I saw Charles Martinez name. Uh, interesting. Okay. I still don't really understand the concept. What, I still don't understand what Mario's speaking. <laughs> I think it's exactly the same plot as the original Mario Brothers movie from the 90s, just animated. I do think it looks great, though. It does look good. And, and do you know what I'm watching? So the no chat sex next or bad language. <laughs> I'm watching the chat next to the YouTube video, and everybody seems to be loving it. I mean, oh, they suddenly shouted, a... "I just want it to be less kid friendly." What? <laughs> what do they want? <laughs> yeah, what do you want from a Mario movie? They seem Give us that eighteen fun. plus Mario. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, like I, I, I can tell you, I can tell you now, within a day. There's going to be sexy Bowser pictures. Of I mean, there are there's... already sexy Bowser pictures. Oh, yeah, there's there's loads of sexy Bowser pictures. Um, But, you know, that didn't look too bad. No, I, I... I am very I'm very much looking forward to this. Yeah, I think it looks good. Um, I'm just checking people's reactions, and I actually think everybody's liking it. Wow. Look at us all being in the majority for once. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm pleasantly um, surprised. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That seemed that, yeah, I mean, to be yeah, fair, even, about... even a quick scroll through Twitter and everyone's like fairly yeah. positive. It just looks so I mean, pretty. let's be fair. Oh, oh, yeah, it does look very pretty. But let's be fair, that opening segment of that trailer with Bowser, that was very Illumination comedy. Yeah, yeah, it was. But that I think was it's very... it worked well. Oh, yeah, it definitely works well. Um, but it was very much their style of comedy. You can definitely tell it's an Illumination film, mm -hmm. just based on that segment. But, yeah. Yeah. I'd be happy to go and see that, I must admit. I'm, I'm still... <laughs> I'm seeing a lot of people saying the same kind of thing as what I'm thinking. I'm still unsure about the concept of Mario's voice just being Chris Pratt's regular voice. Like, I, I kind of just don't get it. But I guess we'll just have to wait and see more. Yeah, I mean, it, I don't know. It would be difficult to have an entire movie, Mario movie, where Mario didn't speak. This is, this is why oh. I think... Charles Martinet couldn't do the full movie because I think it'd be weird to have it, him not speaking but it would also I think get kind of annoying if that was Mario's voice the entire way through a film all the way through the film yeah 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 I, I mean I do get it um, I think we're, yeah. we're prob we've probably just got the whole Chris Pratt bad thing and we're just instantly thinking this is too weird whereas it was probably anybody else then we might have been kind of cool with it. So maybe we just roll with it and just embrace it for the bafflingness that it is. 
I mean, let's let's be let's be completely honest though. Even from that small segment, Jack Black, perfect. Yeah, oh. that was great casting. We mm. always knew that was that was the best casting. Yeah, but we've also got like Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong and stuff like that. Like, that which could be pretty good. How well. is Donkey Kong going to fit into this? <laughs> Who even knows? Because because Donkey Kong is not. Stage? Donkey Kong's not from the Mushroom Kingdom with the Mario yeah. canon. What it, what it, well, he's very Mario is. adjacent, though, isn't he? He's probably he going to be like but... a cameo appearance. And we did see Throw him at the end. And the trailer. the second one. Mario we did see cameo. Kong. <laughs> I'd be interested like to see who's... <laughs> yeah, I'd be interested to see who's voicing those other ones, though, because we didn't... Did we see... Who was playing those characters? Like certain the penguin we didn't know about. But yeah, I don't be, know. There's going to be lots of other characters that probably have voices that we've just not been told about. Yeah, because they have announced a lot of voice actors. Just not we don't necessarily know who they're all playing, and sometimes voice actors will play multiple roles in a film. So. I'm saying cameo. It's Wait. comic, not cameo. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait a second. The joke didn't work. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah, I, I was thinking who's cameo. <laughs> um, we both just went with it, Mark. <laughs> yeah, you just said it, and I was like, sure, that sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> Can I throw one thing out there into the ether, though? Go for it. I don't know. Are you going to ruin it? <laughs> Who knows? Birdo. Yeah. Oh. Voiced by Bianca Del Rio. <gasps> I swear. Uh, wait. <laughs> wait. <laughs> Sorry. Wait. Are you, are you making this as a suggestion, or have you read this somewhere? <laughs> no, I've not. I've not read this somewhere. No, I'm just putting this out there into the ether. Nintendo, make it happen. If there's awards for best casting ever, and that happens, that needs to win. <laughs> you just imagine that laugh. I know. It'd be that amazing. bird laugh that she's got. <laughs> bird laugh for Birdo. Oh, that would be amazing. Anyway, yeah. Well, that's it. We're we're in post Mario movie trailer land. We've seen oh, it. Well, exists. Exists. Yeah, we've seen it. It's, it's a real. thing that now exists. You can't you can't take that away now. Yep, it's real, and I think we're actually all pleasantly surprised pretty positive about it i mm -hmm. i i i mean aside from the questionable chris pratt i was always quite positive because i couldn't i couldn't see nintendo letting yeah letting what happened to the original super mario brothers movie happen again like that was such uh that was such a disaster for them like, like, even if this got like ninety way, ninety percent of the way through production, and Nintendo went, no, this isn't right, they would have just scrapped it. I think, I think so. I, th I think, as particularly with Miyamoto there and stuff like that, like, I just don't think where we are now that it couldn't, like, it could be, it could be okay. I don't think it's going to be terrible. I think it'll be at least okay. Um, I kind of want. I've mentioned a couple of times on social media that. I kind of want it to be really, really good and for it to get like a nomination for Best Animation at the Oscars and have little Miyamoto go up and collect an Oscar. That's just my... That would be like, at least to be nominated for like Best Animated Film. Yeah, that would, be... that would just be so sweet to see him go up and get an Oscar. He would just be so happy. 
Particularly if you got one before Kojima. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine? (laughs) Oh, that would be great. But yeah, I think we all seem fairly happy with it. We'll see what else comes of it. What was it, April it comes out? Yeah, sometime next year. I I don't know. I I, I heard I heard spring, but I didn't. But I don't know of a actual month. I mean, April seems like spring. Let's go with April. Oh, yeah. it's, a, it's the seventh of April. Oh, there we go. Yeah. So, I mean, with any luck, we'll maybe see a a new three D Mario come alongside it, or close to it. <sighs> Stranger things have happened. This is mm-hmm. true. Stranger things than a new Mario game. <laughs> Well, there we go. That's our, our first live reaction to a Super Mario movie. <laughs> Which was fun. Uh, so, with that out of the way then, do you guys want to do a bit of Game Pass Gamble? I think so. Hell yeah, I think I it's do. time. Because yeah. I think everybody is very much looking forward to hearing what you have to say about the Paw Patrol game. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's go. So, Paw Patrol. So I only played it, was it last night? It was last night or the night before. It took me a long time to build up my courage, but I did it. <laughs> Not only did I do it, I finished it. So I've That's actually, impressive going. I finished Paw Patrol, whatever its subtitle was, Paw Patrol cop game, dog game. How One long, how long did it take you? Um, it took about an hour and a half. So it, okay, it was good. And God. I was proper. I was, wow, that is short. <laughs> well, I, I was properly speedrunning it. <laughs> so, like, it's broken down into, I think there's maybe about eight different levels. Um, in each of the levels, there's collectibles to find and stuff like that. You find these bones and you find some other nonsense. Um, but I was like, the first couple of levels, I was like, yeah, I'm going to get all these bones. And then afterwards, I was like, fuck that. I can't be arsed getting all these things, running about trying to find them. I'm just going to try and get to the end and see what what it's like. Um, so each little level is a little story that the little doggies have to help rescue a person or solve a problem or something. Like a guy's got stuck up a mountain. There's a guy that gets stuck up a mountain about three times in the game for some reason. Um, but you have to set out your doggies to go and help him. And they you pick... The, they, send particular dogs that are specific for the task so you've got like you've got a dog that's got a whirl a tornado under it for some reason and then there's a dog that is a firefighter then there's the best one is a dog that's a little bulldozer he's cool um but you play as two dogs in each game and then effectively the entire game is just finding little icons next to like a tree Oh, there's a bit that you've got to find a, a, a lost chicken. And in order to find the lost chicken, you've got to water some flowers, which apparently gets rid of the scent of the flowers so that the other dog can smell the chicken. I didn't really understand, but 
This is all making a lot of sense. It, it made so much sense. Um, so it's all little daft things like that. I mean, obviously the games, like the game is for like four or five years. Like, yeah, five years. <laughs> like it's it's definitely it's obviously presented in that way. It's like the most basic game imaginable. But there were, I mean, I don't I don't know any four or five year olds, so I don't know how intelligent kids are at that age. But when I was playing it, I was just like, surely kids aren't this dumb. Like, I'm sh- four and five year olds can surely manage to play things that are a bit more complicated than this because literally all it is is just running over to things pressing a button at the right time running over to something else and pressing a button at the right time again and you can't ever fail as well like there's it's sort of race- not i i think with kids games like that it's not necessarily it, it's a lot of it is more around the the motor controls the fine motor controls needed to use a controller i think so yeah it's basically teaching them how to play a game like this yeah. in a sort of fun presentation using characters that they like. So I'm, yeah. sure, I'm sure they would absolutely love it. I mean, obviously for us, we're going to look at it and think this game's a piece of shit. And it is a piece of yeah, shit. I mean, you loved like, it enough to finish it, Graham. <laughs> I did. Well, I played like three or so bits and it took about like less than 10 minutes to play each one. And I was sat thinking, right, I've only got five to go. I might as well see this thing through. Like, see... <laughs> see which ways the story twists and turns and then it didn't twist and turn well there was a big robot at the end that was that was a big twist there was a big robot that was terrorizing the town and you had to club together all your your paw buddies and take out the robot but yeah and there's there's some mini games in it there's like rhythm based mini games which are incredibly basic um and have the most irritating songs you've ever heard in your life so I played that for all of two minutes. I was like, I'm never experiencing this again. Um, but yeah, if you fancy lots of um, achievement points or whatever they're called, then play an hour and a half of Paw Patrol because you'll you'll get a bunch of them. There you go, a ringing endorsement. That was that was mine. I'd probably say it's, it's a good two and a half out of ten. Okay. Yeah. And it wasn't a, it wasn't a solid review. Let's <laughs> I mean it's better than a one out of ten. I, I mean, yeah, that's that's it's difficult that's to, do you know what that's right. twice as twice as good as a one out of ten. Yeah. <laughs> See if I was a game reviewer though, like who did it professionally, I would and you were tasked at reviewing something like that, like how would you review it? Like because of it's obviously not aimed at you whatsoever. It's obviously no. You would have you would have to take the target audience. Yeah, into you would have to get a child part to of the review. I think so. Yeah, or get a child to play it and watch how they play it and how they interact. With it. I think. But, um, I mean, you know, Chris Scullion. He's mm. he's mentioned about games that his daughter plays and yeah. kind of makes makes those kinds of like. Uh, observations about the games i think he was playing uh for example i think it was his kid was playing Peppa pig yeah um and he was saying very similar things you know but obviously this is not a good game but this is great for my daughter she loves it and it's like well fair enough that's enough i guess right? i guess mm-hmm. that's all that matters if it's a if it's a 10 out of 10 for a a four-year-old then for the target audience yeah and, and it's not completely it. unplayable build, then... No, and it's not unplayable at all. It's, it's perfectly playable. It's irritating as fuck. There's a, there's a main character in it who you just want to punch repeatedly. But if you were a huge Paw Patrol fan... Oh, you would eat that up, no doubt. Yeah. But yeah, that was me and my... That was, I think that was my final Game Pass Gamble game. 
Um, it was. So, what, a, yeah. what a high to go out on for you. What a high. <laughs> I, honestly, I was so excited. I was so happy you picked up for me. You picked utter garbage that I got to play and pretend that I was a child. So, yeah, that was my final game. And so, next to play then, their final game is going to be Ruben. Yeah. Ruben, whose yeah. game would you like to pick? I am going to pick Graham. <laughs> I was like, Jesus, whenever you're ready. Oh, Graham. <laughs> okay, I don't think you should be scared. I think I've picked a nice one for you. Um, and I looked at your list of ones that you've played before and this seemed I thought you might have played this already. Um I've picked Far Changing Tides. Which do you know about it? No. You don't? It is yeah. a lovely little game. So it's a sequel to Far Lone Sales, which came out a few years ago. Um and I chose it because you don't have to have played the original and the sequel is very much just more of the same of the original. It doesn't do anything vastly different to what the original is. They're both just lovely little experiences by themselves. Um, it's effectively just a ship management game. Um, so you, you're just effectively, you're just traveling left to right um, on a, this adventure in the ship that you're continuously building upon. Um, you're picking up, you pick up parts to continuously build, but the whole, the whole thing in order to get the ship moving is that you're, you're pressing things in the ship to like activate the steam, or you're, you're raising a flag when it gets windy, or you're, you're setting out some oars to, to sort of move you in the water and stuff like that. So you're constantly just managing little bits of the ship, or stopping pieces of the ship from overheating or something like that that slows it down. So it's, it's just, a, it's a management game effectively. Um, but it's just a lovely, lovely little adventure i think it's only about three or four hours but it's just really charming i absolutely loved it um i didn't like it as much as the first only because it doesn't really do much new um but i think you'll really like it it's quite sweet and it's quite nice so i thought i'd pick a nice one for you hmm. but the question is do you want to gamble Do I gamble what I believe you would be a very nice game for potentially Mark being mean? Has Mark been mean yet? No, but I feel like I've got it coming. Yeah. Well, it wasn't mean, but I I, I mean, I, I chose you Paw Patrol because I thought it would be funny, which isn't the same as mean. You told, chose Paw Patrol? For Graham, yeah. That's true. Which wasn't mean, but it was funny. Yeah. It's um, fuck it. It's my last one, isn't it? So I'm going to gamble. Mark, what have you got? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you just gambled, Ruben. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> so... Um, I I actually don't know a huge amount about this game, but it has very recently been added to Game Pass, mm. uh, and it is called Proteus. 
Uh, and let me just read you the description. Proteus is a first-person shooter of old, reimagined using modern rendering techniques and technology. Experience the quality you'd expect from a modern AAA game designed with retro aesthetics and gameplay that invokes the tech think... imposed at limits of older hardware. It's basically Doom, but reimagined in a modern engine with like lo-fi pixel uh, characters and three high-tech 3D rendering. Okay, it was me thinking it was going to be mean. I really like the original Doom and Doom Two. I know. Okay, so it's kind of yeah. I mean, it looked really interesting. I thought I thought it looked like something I would quite enjoy, and I thought, do you know what? It's just come to Game Pass. Let's uh, see what Ruben thinks of it. I must admit, never fucking heard of it. I hadn't until it popped up. It could be terrible, (laughs) but I mean, uh, if if they've kind of taken the design aesthetic and kind of stuck to the design aesthetic of the original Doom and Doom 2. You know what? That can't be that bad. No. Okay. Apparently it originally came out in June 2021 by the looks of it. So it's been out longer than I thought. But I think it's only just come to Game Pass and Xbox, maybe. I think maybe previously it was only on PC. I just love that the two games that were picked to me, one of them was just a chill uh, management one, and the other was just blowing fucking demons up. It's as if you both know me so well. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Perfect. Okay, so I'm going to be playing Proteus then. Mm -hmm. What I will offer, Ruben, if you fancy it at some point, is that apparently it does have a uh, a co-op mode. So if after you've got a feel for it, you wanted to try the co-op mode, I would uh, I would be up for trying that with you. One hundred percent. I will keep. I will. Keep you should totally do that. Yeah. I mean, if you get if you get a good feel for it and realise that it's, it really is awful, then you know you don't necessarily <laughs> have to. But it would might be fun. I don't know. Even a shitty game can be okay in multiplayer. That is true. I should have done that. I didn't get a chance to do Paw Patrol more. So that was a mistake. Well, maybe you find somebody that will, will want to play that with you. <laughs> Sad subject. <laughs> it. Yeah. You, you do realise there is also now a Paw Patrol cart game on Game Pass, Graham, if you, so, if, you, if you wanted to continue your adventures in the world of Paw Patrol, you can now play kart racing. I'm going to play every single one I can find. I'm going to be a Paw Patrol <sighs> demon. My God. Yeah, that is Game Pass Gamble for this week. Um, and that is Queers at Play, episode 8. Um, so thanks everyone for tuning in. We'll be back next time. Um, so thanks from me. And yeah, goodbye. <laughs>